Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, live in quarantine. My name is Rich. I'm with Kevin. This is the Ball and Roll Pick and Pod. We're stuck at home again. Lots to discuss today. We're going to talk last dance. We're going to do another redraft. Before we get going, remember ballandroll.com, your spot for the best basketball content on the web. Shop.ballandroll.com, your place for the hottest basketball merch on the web. Kevin, we're back at it again. Back and forth. Hey, How are you doing? How am I doing? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good, actually. Like, um, since spring is uh, spring is here, I've been able to actually go outside because the weather is decent, right? Yeah. I've been doing a lot of runs. I'm trying to be the next Terry Fox. Uh, today itself, I went for a nice little stroll. It was, it was nice. I, I took the football, yeah. just went for a stroll. It was cool. What? Do you want to be the next Terry Fox? Okay. Uh, I mean, okay, I have something to say, but I feel like it's just too dark for the show. I'm going to leave it out of it. Um, I think there's a lot of pros and cons to being Terry Fox. There's no, no, no. no. I'm, I'm speaking very specifically very. his um, running across Canada, or at least the goal to do so. Uh-huh. Specifically that. Okay, I'm trying to cover the world with my feet. That's okay. the goal. All right. But other than that, man, um, you know, you hear, you're hearing these rumblings on uh, the quarantine might be lifted soon. Um, there might be at practice facilities in some states for basketball or opening football. Uh, football's happening no matter what, because Roger Goodell doesn't care about the players. <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, he, Corona, who cares, man? These guys are dying from concussions. Like, <laughs> is Corona going to stop them? Anyways, there's that. Baseball supposedly is happening sometime soon, which is which is my favorite news, because, you know, I'm a huge fan of baseball, one of the greatest sports of all time. So I'm excited to see that season opening happening soon. What about you, Rich? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, I became a rapper. I, yeah, I know. I, I am waiting for the quarantine to be done so you can actually like, get back on your real career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. Wait. I, honestly, I, I'm thinking I'm kind of fired. Dude, you I, are fired, but that's the problem. What's the, what, you're, well, so, I, you're so fired that you might just, you know, abandon every other ambition that you had in your life and just oh, become yeah. a rapper. And you know what kind of connotations are attached with being a rapper, right? Well,. I mean, white Jewish rapper, I could become the next Lil Dicky. I could become the next Hoodie Allen. Well, okay. I'm sorry, the next Lil Dicky or who? Hoodie Allen. Yeah, but it's I – don't, I don't even know what Hoodie Allen looks like, but I already have this negative sort of view at him because, you know, he's got Hoodie on his yep. name. That sounds scary. I'm sorry, but you, you can't it. be bumping that in my neighborhood. Sorry. You hoodie? Huh? You got a Hoodie. Yeah. But that's only when I'm bald, though, because, you know, when oh, Hoodie Mello came out, he okay. balled out with the hoodie. So I'm trying to, you know, step my game up to the next level because oh. of age. You know, my body's deteriorating a little bit. So my 40 speed is at like a 429 now. So I'm just thinking, like, what are the ways since my athleticism is slowly starting to deteriorate? Can I elevate my game? So that's when, you know, I started putting the hoodie on, channeling my inner Mello and work the paint for like 10 seconds before I fade away and hit a two point shot. I was in. I wasn't talking about that hoodie. Oh, yeah. But, but, but. What but, is wrong with you? But I, I feel like my last thing that I recorded in the was pretty fire. I sent it to, to our boy Malik, and Malik yeah, actually yeah. said that it was pretty good, and it's only missing some bass because I have to wrap the chest. And, I mean, I live, <laughs> I live at home, and, like, my 
like my mom is like down the hall and I don't want her hearing me rap from the chest. You should rap from your chest. You should also, you know, uh, become like a method rapper, if you know what I mean. So you don't have like method actors in order to like um, act a role. They go live that role for a while mm-hmm. and kind of immerse themselves into that life until that is their life. You should become that type of a rapper. You know, if you want to be like a hard rapper, I want you to go live in like the hood. I in Compton and live over there, but like record your day-to-day activities. Like I want you to get like a liaison over there, like a hood liaison. I don't know. So some, it was some cool name. And then like go out with him or her and experience the hood life. And then you can rap about the pains, you know, the trials and tribulations of being Richard Burfer. (laughs) (laughs) I'll write it down. I'll, I'll leave it because, at- like, right now, dude, you got like a you got a home gym with like a squat rack and a bench press and everything. You got like a three car garage. You got like a rare exotic dog. I ain't. You got an apartment. You paying rent for. And you ain't even living there. You rich, rich. Like, what are you gonna rap about? I mean, <laughs> I, I, yesterday I rapped about being white. <laughs> um, but on a, on a little bit of a side note, um, completely random. Did you hear about Elon Musk's kid? Yes. A. Do you, what, do you what, know what, how to pronounce the name? X A E something, right? I forgot. Do you know how to pronounce this name? No, no. What? How do you pronounce it? So I took the time to actually learn how to pronounce this name, and uh-huh. it pronounced X Ash Archangel Twelve. Dude, I heard that. I heard that on a podcast today. Yes. Yeah, how you pronounce it, and um. But that's so, a theory. It's not confirmed, though. No, no, no. It, so it was kind of confirmed because his wife tweeted an explanation for this uh, name. Did you see the tweet? No, no, I have not. So here, I'll read it to you because I really want your opinion. So the X stands for the unknown variable. Oh, I hate this so much. So, so much. then this whole AE thing, which um, it appears in Latin and Old English, and you see it commonly in Danish uh, Icelandic as well. So the AE, it kind of is pronounced like ash, apparently. It's yeah. it's uh, symbolic of love and or artificial inte- intelligence. That's so, so dumb. Um, yeah. And then the A12 is a precursor to SR17, which is apparently uh, Elon Musk's and his wife's favorite aircraft. Yeah, the Archangel or something. Yeah, so, it's so stupid. Wait, wait, no, how dare you? So the cool thing about this aircraft is that it has no weapons, no defenses. It has just speed. So it's kind of like the fastest kid in school, only the fastest. So Andre Miller? No. And, but, and because <laughs> it, it has such speed, it's also great in battle, but very nonviolent. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. And then it's last... Like a stupid name. I'm no. sorry. Dude, I'm good with like... Go fuck uh, Steve and, and like even LeBron. I, I would even go as far as saying, you know, remember that guy? Uh, what was his name? Real, Real. I'm good with that too, well, dude. Imagine some teacher in a class trying to pronounce that name. I that I mean, attendance sounds terrible. Imagine you're at DMV getting ready for your license. Imagine <laughs> ordering a pizza and being like, hey, what should what should I put the name for the pizza? It's like. 
here we go again. Screw you, mom and dad, for giving me this name, but it's X yeah. something something Archangel. It's like, oh, sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, the last, part, the last part of that name is the Archangel part, which is their Such favorite song. Name. Such a stupid name. I'm sorry, but like, realistically, Rich, would you name your kid something like that? No. no. What happened to like the good old days when like Bob, Bill. <laughs> Bob is such a generic name. I, I, Bob. You know, at, at this point, I think you gotta revert to generic names before 100%. you go something like this. Dude, I, I like name game, everyone's trying to like push the boundaries. Yeah. I don't know why. They're like, oh man, I, I, like I'm I'm too hip and I'm too cool. I don't yeah. want to name my kid Bob. But I'm gonna give it like him. Did you know there's there's these two kids? Yeah, brother and sister. The uh, brother is named like boy, and the sister is named like girl. Mm-hmm. That's such a stupid thing. Like the worst part is these kids. Thank God yeah. this kid is rich. Shout out to that. Uh, mm-hmm. This kid's gonna grow up with no no issue. No one's gonna bully him because he's rich enough, right? But there there is this Indian Indian kids in uh, uh, India. Their name one of the name and kid's name is like Corona. And the other one's like virus or something like that or COVID yeah. or something like that. that's yeah, so COVID. dumb. Yeah, but so dumb yeah, I think we can. Just, Elon Musk seems like the biggest asshole. Oh yes, and that that kind of a duo. Did you hear? He's actually starting. Uh, he purchased a home, and he's just um, structuring it and in, in kind of like a way of a school. And he's hiring private tutors to to teach his kids and his kid and all his friends kids. So he's basically starting a private school for his kid. Interesting. Uh, that's <laughs> weird. That's really weird. So uh, and like, just in my mind, you make the kid's life so much more difficult when you give them an unpronounceable name. This just goes out to anybody. Like yeah. when you pick a name for your child, at least make it pronounceable. Dude, shout out to my Indian parents for giving me Kevin. Yeah, no, good for them. They understand, like that was key. That was clutch. Yeah, you like for example, you never want to be that kid in your class when your teacher tries to pronounce your name, and she's butchering it. Oh, there's a stutter in it when she's pronouncing your name. She stutters for a bit. It's like, ah, uh, uh, yeah. are, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. And the thing is, gro- but the thing is, growing up, you probably struggle saying that name too until you get it. So, like when you're young and you can barely put sentences together. You're probably gonna struggle with saying that name too. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Anyway, shout out to the parents. Shall we move on to Imagine the last? If you got like, if you got like Dimitri or like Robin or something Sov, that would have been crazy. Or like Boyan, you, you would be a sick Boyan. I'd make a good Boyan, but you, you, Boyan. yeah, Boyans are known to be NBA legends, and that is quite fitting for you. Yeah. <laughs> What? I'm trying to sweet talk you over here. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't ever that good, but I, I feel you did like, average like five assists a game, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I feel like the name is good good enough, like eyewash, to help me get by. Hundred percent, dude. If if I if there was like a reasonably athletic kid and I named him like LeBron or something <laughs> like that, he will get noticed. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Why is LeBron in grade five again? It's like, <laughs> did I he go back? <laughs> yeah. If a kid pulls up to a basketball court and his name is LeBron, mm-hmm. like you, you got to keep an eye on him because, like, wait a second. Oh, you know he's coming with so much BDE. Yeah. And 
he he also at the same time has a lot of expectations as well. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. If you're it's not the best baller on the court, uh, you are an absolute waste of that name. Well, yeah, it's kind of like the kids who show up at uh, at the gym and they have like all the socks rolled up, or, like the sleeves and nice shoes that nobody can afford. Like at this point, you have you're either really good or really really bad. There's yeah. no in between. If you're in between, like leave the basketball court right now. So we had football tryouts in high school. All right, one last story before we jump into our actual podcast. Sure. So our, sure. our, our, our football tryouts in high school. And uh, so this one guy comes in to try for the receiver position, right? Yeah. And in tryouts, so my man's got like uh, the <laughs> F-150 shoes. And he's got like catching gloves. He's got like sleeves. He's got visors. He's got everything set, right? Ready for this practice. Yeah. I mean, what? Like, I'm coming in there with like random cleats and I'm just like a t shirt. I'm ready to just like ball. This boy was the worst player on that field at that time. Every ball that came to his uh, his side of the field, he dropped it. Balls were bouncing off his helmet and falling down. I was like, dude, come on. You show yeah. up like that, you better ball like Odell or Antonio Brown or something like that. Well, it seems like he brought everything except for Stickums. Yeah, so I don't even think Stickums could have helped them. That's the problem. He that boy was trash. Anyway, last dance. Jump on over to last dance. The first the two episodes came out this week. The first episode. So, Richard, what were your thoughts? Because there was so much that happened in that episode, right? They try to encapsulate. His uh, the shoe thing, uh, the Kobe thing, the Team USA, and just about everything into that episode. What were your thoughts? Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. I thought, I, and I, I really enjoyed this um, documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you notice with the, the last four episodes before this past weekend, everything seemed like a little more structured in the sense that we had an episode highlighting Dennis Rodman. We had an episode highlighting Bill Jackson's worth. And, yeah. Yeah. And then one for Scottie Pippen. And, and then you have this overarching theme of just Michael Jordan being God in every single episode. But then episode five, it was just, and I liked it. It just felt like they were bouncing around from big thing to big thing mm-hmm. without seeing at the time. Like we were hyped to have yeah. this like moment with, with uh, Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. for episode five. And they just kind of played the all-star game a little bit tiny bit of smack talk they had like one cameo session for kobe it seemed like justin timberlake had one cameo session in that episode <laughs> you know? yeah yeah it just it, it was weird it just kind of like a fleeting moment and then the nike thing it was just kind of a fleeting moment and bill jordan is the biggest athlete sponsored by a shoe company in the world to this so just all of that is a little weird and like the dream team was such a huge part of international basketball and it just to me it just seemed like they bounced from each of those three topics and then give each one of them like enough light you know yeah that's my thing there was just so much so much uh in there right for each segment they could have made an episode out of it first of all like him and Kobe. I mean, you hear, you heard what was in the show, but you hear about a lot of things that happened off the court, like off that show itself, like where Kobe just was a student of the game, wanted to learn under Michael for quite a bit, right? So there was so much over there that they could have talked about. The the whole um, uh, the Clyde Drexler thing, where uh, Michael was like, uh, Clyde was a good baller, but at the same time, 
him his name name being mentioned with mine he thought you know everybody was putting them on the same sort of a level meanwhile he believed that he was like way better than uh clyde which is true so there was that and the whole um the dream team thing where it was an adidas uh Comp- uh, USA was sponsored by Adidas, and he had to, or Reebok. Was it Adidas or Reebok? I'm pretty sure Adidas, right? I think it was Adidas. Yeah. Adidas. Yeah. So Adidas, and he had to show the Adidas, or he had to wear the Adidas jumpsuit for the podium. But he ended up covering it with a flag. And the whole quote on the drive itself, where he said, "You know, they want me to wear this. Well, I'm gonna show them." And like the Michael was always competitive in so many different ways. He was just such an alpha. He wasn't going to be able to be pushed around. And my favorite part of that episode was Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc <laughs> was so instrumental in Michael Jordan's career for uh, I think three of his rings, two or three of his rings, but. Like the fact that Jerry Krause had a stamp of approval on Tony, Michael and Scotty was like, "Yo, give me the, give me this guy." And two of the best defenders in that league at that time decided to just lock up Tony, who was just coming in not knowing what was happening. Boy, got ripped apart. But uh, and I think draft night, nobody knew how to pronounce his names. Um, it wasn't like it's not a difficult name. It's five letters. It's Kukuch. Coach is really easy, but like cow coach, coach is like they were butchering it so hard. But it was the funniest thing, and the whole um, the pickup game. I I wish there was a full tape of that Monte Carlo practice pickup game between uh, the team USA over there uh, with, of course, Christian Leitner over there. But at the same time, like I wish there was a full video of that with audio. I want to hear the trash talk between Magic and Michael and all that. That would have been sick, but overall, I wish they did that episode a little different, a bit more spaced apart, and just have one uh, highlighted topic or theme and work around it. Just all of this at once felt like I had, I don't know, I had ADHD. I didn't know what to pay attention to. I didn't know what the morale was. I didn't know what to take away from that episode, but it was at the same time like one of my favorite docuseries of all time, hands down. And I don't know if that's a bias just based uh, basically due to the fact that it's quarantine and there's nothing else to do, but this is incredible, dude. It was incredible. I loved it. Yeah, no. And I agree. It was, it was really good, but um, like I completely agree how it just kind of skipped over a lot, a lot of things and give enough, like these significant segments enough time to shine. But yeah. Also, just another thing with Michael Jordan. Jesus, that guy is as competitive as he is. He's one of the pettiest dudes yes. I've ever seen in my life. Dude, yeah. That guy would would need any like anybody who's talk shit about him. He would just go off. Like, oh, good. yeah, Will Purdue in the face. Will Purdue average like. 10 minutes a game that season for the Bulls. You know, like, leave that man alone. Uh, a Puerto Rican guy who could barely speak English. Oh, that Puerto Rican point guard. You know, talks, a point guard from Puerto Rico talks, like, that's something about Michael Jordan. Probably yeah. not in English. And Michael Jordan just went out and destroyed this boy. Like, leave him alone. You know? it's This, this documentary is happening, like, 30 years later, you know? Yeah. And this poor Isaiah Thomas still being dragged on Twitter. Like half, like every time I check Twitter on Sunday night now, I'm expecting um, Isaiah Thomas to get tracked. Have you noticed LeBron James's Twitter? 
No, I haven't paid attention to it. So he hasn't really said anything about the documentary other than praise for Isaiah Thomas. He retweets things about Isaiah Thomas, and there was one tweet where he talks about how he idolized Isaiah Thomas. But he hasn't really talked much about the show. Hmm. I don't, but at the same time, I think it's the right thing to do, because if he said anything right now in a negative way or a bad way, they'll just think that he want, he he feels like the um, spotlight is off him or anything like that, right? I think LeBron is doing the right thing. Just stay off the media. Just go work out. Get ready for the season to come back up again. But, um, yeah, that episode was okay. I, yeah, Isaiah Thomas, man, I, I feel like part of the reason why Michael even agreed to do this documentary <laughs> is so he can actually finally share to the world what he thought of Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, yeah. Like, but, like yeah. Did you see Michael Wilbon tweeted? You know Michael Wilbon, right? He's the well, one of the analysts, isn't he? No, he yeah, he used to do. Oh no, but he's the owner. He's the owner. Um, no, no, no. Michael Wilbon's the guy who like runs part in the interruption. Um, and he's, like, look him up right now. You know okay, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but I'm thinking about Wilbon. Isn't there somebody in um, baseball? Wilbon, who owns the baseball team, the Mets. Who oh, owns I, the Mets? I have no idea. Okay. Anyways, but yeah, Michael Wilbon. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know him. I know him. The ball dude. Yeah. So Michael Wilbon. I don't know why this became a thing, but after um, an episode of the fifth episode, Michael Wilbon apparently has sources and he tweeted about it. How there were about six or seven different guys on that dream team, according to his sources, who didn't want um, Isaiah Thomas on the team in that year. So he tweeted about it like on Monday, and yeah. then apparently it was a wrong. Like it was a wrong point here. One sec, I'm gonna, I'm finding his tweet right now. It's like, okay. What was, what was okay? Go ahead. Here we go. So, um, this was tweeted out a day ago. So, my apologies to Isaiah Thomas. Multiple sources reached out to me. I'm dead wrong to say nine members of the mem- of the dream team objected to Isaiah being on the '92 Olympic team. Nowhere near this number objected. My apologies to Isaiah for getting it wrong. And then Isaiah Thomas quotes. Quote tweets that saying thank you dot dot dot. <laughs> but at the same time, like I, I don't know what was the sources like YouTube. I don't know because I mean it was pretty evident. Like I didn't even live in that era, and I know the fact that Isaiah did not get along with many people. No. Like even one of his close friends right now, who's Magic Johnson, hated Isaiah Thomas. Then Larry they Bird hated that. Isaiah Thomas. Then yeah, they had that sit down like a year they ago. Had, oh my goodness, that sit down was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Two dudes but, in chairs in the V formation talking to each other heart to hearts. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. But yeah, no, like everybody didn't. But that was part of the reason why Isaiah Thomas was good. That why Detroit Pistons, the bad boy Pistons, were good because they were everybody's enemy. They weren't out there to be friends. They were out there to rip your heart out, throw it on the ground, and stomp on it. Like that was the Pistons. Yeah, so like, I can understand why he was omitted from that 92 team. And everyone's like, oh, it's Michael. It's Michael. I'm sure Michael ha- like showed some sort of a uh, disinterest towards Isaiah Thomas being on the team. But at the same time, like I, if I'm putting together a team for the first time, uh, like a, a team that's constructed of professional basketball players and sending them to uh, Olympics to win a gold medal for America, I'm going to try to put a team that gets along. Yeah. Team with a good chemistry. I'm not going to put a guy in there that pretty much majority of the team hates because that's not good for chemistry. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like they would have won anyways because oh, they yeah for sure 
everybody. But you maximize the chance. You got to understand, like Team USA doesn't always win. There has been history. What was it? Um, was it 03 Olympics where they got bronze or silver? But like this team was really good. But the chemistry matters and no matter what team you create. Right. So putting together a team like Larry Bird, Magic, Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan, Christian Leitner, you know, these are legends we're talking about here. Yeah. So, <laughs> dude, I mean, when you're when you embrace that sort of identity, like the bad boy Pistons did, like you got to accept this. Like people hate you; they don't want to be with you. You know, exactly. That's fair. Like, like you're a dick. I don't want to play with you, and that's like I don't want to play against you, but I, I want to play with you. Sorry, I don't play against you, but I want to play with you. Well, clearly they didn't want to play with them either. No, but like if I have, you know, who like kind of similar style. It's a guy like Patrick Beverly. You know, when it comes to that mean-spirited sort of basketball where he's just all up in your face, just being an absolute bully on the court. Yeah. That's the, like that's the guy who I want on my team. Sure. I don't want to play against him. But I, I know what you mean. They didn't want him on that team then. Yeah, keep in mind, like, I, like the bad boy Pistons, like, legitimately also were, like, hurting people on the court. That was basketball then, Richard. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, that was considered the beauty of the sport then, you know, getting a suplex. And talk shit to you, that's fine. But, like, they were flattening Larry Bird in half. Oh, yeah, Bill Lambier was a legend. Yeah, I don't don't want none of those guys. Like, in the summer, I want things, like, as far away from me as possible. I don't want them. I would Um, hate to play against them on a pickup game. (laughs) Like, imagine. (laughs) And then and then you call a foul and then you're like, oh, you're so soft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you 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 wouldn't have survived in basketball, uh, professional basketball back then. It's like, oh no. man, that pisses me off so much when you play pickup basketball and you're and you call a foul on on somebody and they're like, oh, you're so soft. Like, We're like, okay, so the rules of fouls on pickup game, you know, right? You don't call it. Yeah. Well, no, you the the guy who gets foul calls it, and you gotta respect yeah. the call. I mean, like, unless I get, like, shoved to the ground, like, you body check me to the ground or, like, you spear me to the ground, shout out to Edge, a wrestling legend, spear me to the ground, I'm not going to call a foul. If it's a slap on the wrist or anything like that, that's silly to call a foul on. Well, I I just mean you got to let the guy who gets fouled, like, make the call. If it's a soft foul, I'm going to say it's a soft foul. I'm gonna call him out on him, and then I'll I'll assert my dominance on top of him. Yeah, I yeah, I am very familiar. Sorry, there's um, a lot of testosterone here. Anyways, let's just jump to episode, episode two. No, episode uh, six, episode two of this week, but episode six. So wait, uh-huh. I have to say about this episode. What about his competition problem? Well, yeah, th- that. But this episode had the only person who could beat Michael Jordan. God. That looking security guard, dude. That security guard. I've heard some stories of that guy. Dude, that Albert Einstein looking guy. Yeah, like, that shrug. Uh, that shrug is legendary. Yeah, use that like E equals MC squared to beat him in that coin toss thing. He looked like he looked like um, Weird Al Yankovic. Sure, never forget. He's he's been Michael's. Uh, security guard for a long time like at his house and stuff like that he passed away a while ago but um uh, his son said a story where when michael uh he, he was working one of michael's parties one night right at his home and uh, like the security guard came home like 
in an hour or two. And the kid asked the dad, it's like, yo, why, why? I thought you were supposed to be at work. And he said, yeah, we started playing pool and I was just beating him. And then Michael just sent him home afterwards. Uh, that's, I love it. I love it. But yeah, no, that guy was a G. That guy was a G. What were your thoughts on this episode? I, I think Michael Jordan has a gambling problem. No, he has a competition problem. You're wrong. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's the worst cop-out for some you know, gambling. That's a cop-out. Like, here's the thing. I don't care if he has a gambling problem because for a guy who literally controlled the entire world, like he had the entire world at the palm of his hand, like it could have been much worse, you know? Yeah. But he chose to gamble and like, he's still a billionaire. So I don't care. Like let him gamble. But I mean, like, let's be honest. When you say you have a competition problem, it's not a gambling problem. Like it's a gambling problem. I, I don't know. So the thing is that uh, I'm sure, uh, like, I don't think it's a problem necessarily for him. I, I It's a problem. Like, he, he articulated it properly. He, it's a problem if he was selling off his rings, if he's selling off his watches, his homes, if his kid uh, kids and wife weren't eating. That's when it's a problem. This guy clearly doesn't have a problem because he still has expendable income afterwards. He's propped up in a way where his net worth right now is $2.1 billion. Uh, he was able to purchase uh, shares into uh, Charlotte. And Jordan's, uh, Nike is still giving him an insane amount of money every year. I don't think it's a problem. I think it's just, you know, it's competition. Like the story you heard when he's on the airplane, I think Bill Wennington said that. Um, when he's in the airplane, he was on the back of the back of the plane where he was playing, you know, a thousand dollar games. And then after a while, he went to the front of the plane and they were playing dollar games and he still went in there. Not because he wanted to win the money, like he wanted to make money off that game. He just wanted to beat everybody. It, it, that's the definition of competition. Like he has a competition problem. He can't stand losing at anything in his life. Yeah, no, I, like I, I agree. But it's just funny how um, how he said that he doesn't like it's still a little bit of a gambling problem. But like, I get it. If you have the money to spend on it but, and that's what you enjoy for fun, by all means, do it. I had no problem with it. Like, not at all. Not the size of it. Like, I gamble. I try to gamble responsibly. So I still mm-hmm. have money to pay off my other stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's OK, fine. And in that case, yeah, it's not a gambling problem. It becomes a problem when. Like he said, when he's starting to take money that he doesn't have, exactly make it like irresponsible decisions. So there or we go. He was betting on games. Mm-hmm. That would have been a real problem. And I'm glad you know his integrity was good to the point where it didn't cross over to that. Because yeah. if that happened, everything now, of his uh, tenure in the league would be in question. Yeah, like you know? uh, Pete, Pete Rose is one of the best baseball players of all time, and. The manager, he was gambling on games, and now he can't even get into the Hall of Fame ban from baseball. Like that's the thing. So that would you wanted to go to Atlantic City and play some cards, or you know, play uh, roll some dice with some friends, or toss coins. I don't even know what that game was, but he was tossing like fifty, twenty dollar bills, like none other with those security guards. But like, if that's what he wants to do, let him do it. There, I think there's worse vices out there for a man to pick up, especially for a man with that kind of an expendable uh, expendable um, income. Yeah. Right. Well, in that status. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting to see in that episode how he was being interviewed and how um, 
the media was trying to prep up this addiction he had. So as if to say that this guy is so perfect and he is just an idol, a superstar, but he has this vice that is just horrible and he shouldn't have it, you know, because that takes like, he's not like, for example, Muhammad Ali. He's not like, yeah, he has you like, they wanted him to be that perfect figure, but you had this gambling problem, which I mean, I didn't really understand that, but I guess that's how media works. They just have to create some crazy. Because I mean, yeah, didn't Muhammad Ali wasn't like, like he was spectacular and his, um, like, persona is revered but then he changed his name and convert to islam to not fight for his country in a war yeah which i think is fair i think he did the right thing but no but that that's the thing right ali took a political standpoint yeah he took a political stand michael didn't yeah and i don't think players should like unless they want to if they want to by all means but like he's like some guys want to stay in their lane just because he's such a recognizable figure doesn't mean he has to get involved with stuff he doesn't know much about, which clearly was politics. Like, I had no problem with it. He, he, like, just because LeBron's doing it, who cares if Michael Jordan didn't? Like, Kobe didn't do it, Magic didn't do it, you know? Yeah, it shouldn't matter how big your reach is or anything like that. But see what what happens is that when somebody has a large platform like that yeah. fans start thinking you know what you you have a loved voice like there's so many people listening to you you know if you stood up for the right thing a lot of people will hear it yeah. but the thing is that like michael didn't want to like he has so much on the line yeah. because say if he takes a stand he might lose some sponsorships he might lose some public appeal, things like that. That's just something that he didn't want to do. It's, it could be a business move. It just could be like a personal choice where he doesn't want the drama or the backlash from it as well. Like you saw his life, how uh, kind of dull it was at certain points of the year where it was just going to the hotel room, just stay in the hotel room all day, watch TV, and then go to practice or go play a game, things like that. Yeah. It was Dull, man. Because that's the thing. Michael was so recognizable whenever he stepped outside. He's like, oh, it's Michael Jordan. No matter wherever, wherever he was in the world, he would be recognized. Yeah. So and I, I totally understand why he didn't want to take that stand between selecting that one um, candidate over the other. It's his choice at the end of the day. I had, I had no problem with it. Um, yeah. But like, obviously, people believe that when you have that type of platform that you should use your voice, which... Just not, every, not, not everybody feels comfortable doing it. Not, people, not many people are doing it. And, yeah. But that's, that's, that's kind of how sports is. Like Sports is like the most public private industry in the world. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. So that's kind of my two cents. I, 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 I like episode six a lot. Like I, while I thought episode five was good and just skipped over, like didn't have enough detail for all those important, crucial parts of basketball history as a whole i thought episode six kind of exposed like exhaustion that was put on michael jordan so i'm guessing the next episode is him stepping away from basketball now and then like when his father died yeah dude i'm so interested because there's a lot of stories around that right so yeah i'm excited to see that episode but like there are still four more episodes yeah it's, it's that's crazy. Yeah, it's like crazy to me to 
see how much mental pressure, like he put so much pressure on himself, but also the pressure that's put on him by the media, by society, by fans, by the team. That's insane. Mm-hmm. It makes you just kind of amazed by the athletes you see today. Um, like LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Tom Brady, all these players with so much pressure, like mental pressure is placed on them. And they just keep trucking on and being really, really good on the courts for yeah. 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. It's incredible. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. So. No, I agree. I agree. Solid new episodes. I'm excited for the next one. Yeah. So before we um, move on to redrafting the uh, 2005 draft, I believe we're doing. Yes, um, sir. 2005 draft is kind of top heavy. Um, <laughs> you can say that again. Yeah, it's a little, <laughs> little top heavy. Yeah. We're not gonna redraft all thir- the entire first round. We're just gonna go with the lottery. So before we do that, um, an idea I had while scrolling on Twitter um, the past week or two, I've noticed a lot of people just talking about vintage jerseys, right? Because there's nothing else to talk about. Like the hardwood classics. So text you and I'm like, hey man, let's go buy every single team's like hardwood classic jersey. Mm-hmm. You had the option of owning them. Yeah. What player would you want on the back of that jersey? Mm. Like, like, and honestly, like one of my dreams one day is to have a like my own big house with a basement where I can frame vintage jerseys with yeah. like. Superstars on the back of those. I think that would be sick. Absolutely. Dude, that's any sports fan. That's their dream. Like that's. I want a basement where it's just sports memorabilia. Yeah, you know, just the, yeah. The two most alpha things for a sports guy, I feel, is one owning alpha. Ah, uh, no, sorry, owning vintage jerseys. Yeah. And two, knowing the the alma mater, the college that players went. Oh my goodness! So that that's, that's you. That's, that's you. But that's it's so alpha. I might no. know nothing about this player, but I will bring up that he went to Syracuse or how he went to Wake Forest. And, to me, and but the thing is, you you might think like, ah, this guy doesn't know anything about. It. But the second he brings up his alma mater, that's it. He kind of knows what's going on. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's very true. Like the moment somebody gives me um, whatever school that the person went to, whatever he or she says afterwards, it's facts. Yeah. Like there is no denying it. You know, like damn, it could be a, a lie, and I will take it as a fact. For sure, one hundred percent. So, um, what are we gonna start? Are we just gonna go with like, the, conferences? Yeah. So, one sec. Let me whip out the list of teams here. Um, yeah, I was gonna go with just conferences. So we'll start off with East, and then we'll go into the West. So let's go in order of the uh, playoff standings. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here we go. Standings. There's a playoff. So it's got to be Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. So the vintage Milwaukee Bucks jersey with like the deer on the front and the like, purple with the purple sort of tint on it. Yeah, yeah. That's I love that one. Yeah. Um, for that one, I'm gonna go with number thirteen, Glenn Robinson or Ray Allen, but more than likely Glenn Robinson for that one. So okay, that's a pretty good one. I had Michael Ray. Oh, that's actually good. That's actually good. That's why I wanted to do this, because there's some, like, filthy players back in the yeah. day. I feel like yes. this would be pretty sick. So I had my I had Michael Red for this. So uh, Toronto Raptors. 
Ooh. Okay. Who do you have for this one? I'm going to let you, this is your team. So I'm going to let you have this first. Um, I had Damon Stoudemire. That's a good pick. Original OG pick. Okay. So my pick, this is kind of overplayed, but it's still good. There's a reason. The purple jersey with 15, Vince Carter. Yeah. And I actually like the purple jersey. That's that's my favorite Raptor jersey of all time. One hundred percent. I don't like yeah. the with the um with the actual dinosaur on it. You know. You don't like the one with the dinosaur on it? No, I just like the plain purple with the black sound. I I, I like the I like the di- the retro dinosaur and the retro way the Raptors is written on front. It looks sick, dude. I don't know. I actually own like. Uh, a Vince Carter jersey. The one I'm talking about. And it's like a size kids medium. That's Ooh, okay. It's it's old. It's yeah, yeah. twenty two. You know. Yeah, that's some time, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even get, get my joke. I said when I was twenty two, I wore a kids medium. Yeah, no. I'm kidding. You're a child. Ten. I mean, you started lifting with me then. That's why. I, I got you from a kid's medium to a kid's large. Whatever, Kevin. <laughs> What's the uh, next team? Boston Celtics. And there's some there's some teams that don't really switch up their jerseys much. Like, the Boston Celtics are one of them. They just kind of stay generic. Like, I one of – what are before we do the, the Celtics, what's, like, your favorite jersey in the league? In general? Yeah. Just, like, all, all the time. Which well, teams for you had, like, the best? Lakers. I like the purple and gold. I love the purple and gold. When I first started watching basketball, that was my favorite jersey. Like I was hooked to it. I love yeah. the Lakers. I actually yeah. like the Bulls one a lot. Like of the course. simple red. Yeah, like I like the Bulls one a lot. I like the like the Raptor purple and black one a lot. And um, I really like like the old New Jersey Nets jerseys, like the yes. like gray. You think it yeah. was there? Kind of like those. But yeah, who you got on uh, Boston Celtics? Boston, you gotta go with Bill Russell. He's a legend, all time great. One of the huh? Fair, fair. I had Larry Legend. Larry Legend, yeah, that's a solid pick. Yeah. What's the next team? Wrong. I got the Miami Heat. So Ooh. thinking about like the jer- the jersey with the like the basketball with the like fire coming out of it, you know, like the black uh-huh. and red one from uh-huh. when. Uh, Dwayne Wade won his first championship. Okay. That's what I'm thinking about. And okay. So who was the player? I, 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 I'd take that old, like, Miami Heat jersey with Dwayne Wade's name on the back. Okay. I would get the alternate red. Have you seen, like, the alternate red uh, Heat jersey? It's, like, this really bright, bright red, but, like, with um, black or writing on it. And I'll get Alonzo Mourning. Let's see. Um... Miami Heat alternate red. This is is this recent? Oh, oh, okay. I I see which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's an old one. It's an old one, like from the '90s. Got it. Okay. Um, moving on, we got the Indiana Pacers, and oh, there's I, one real guy here. Add Jermaine O'Neal. Ah, oh, that's actually a good pick. I like Jermaine O'Neal. He was kind of a G when he got like when he was younger. Yeah, he was, uh, he was one of the best players in NBA Live 2005. He was, he was a stud. He was one of the highest paid. No, he was the highest paid player at his, in his prime. But mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Reggie Miller. Yeah, okay, the sure. three-point killer. 
Here we go. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. I'm not going with this one. I'm not going too far back. You remember when Charles Barkley was on the Sixers and they had like those old red jerseys? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not big on those. I, I really like those bear, those blue ones. The ones with, like when Allen Iverson was there, there was a, a time when they had those just really pretty blue jerseys. Now just a pre-cornrow, pre-tattoo Allen Iverson. Yeah. If you, if you look up like Allen Iverson blue jerseys, you'll know exactly which one I'm talking. I know, about. I know which, but I was gonna go with the Allen Iverson red jersey. I actually like the bright red. I'm a huge fan. It's just, I don't know. It's just like those colors just scream, you know. They're just in your face. And that's yeah. what Allen Iverson was. He was in your face. Yep. And I feel like if you're picking a Sixers vintage jersey and you don't pick Allen Iverson, then there's something yeah. wrong with you. Your mama did something wrong with you. She gave you, she gave you, you like, take- she gave you skim milk instead of whole. That's what happened. Exactly. <laughs> unless you take Dr. J. If you take Dr. J, then I kind of get it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Um, Brooklyn Nets. Um, I would take the like the one I was talking about, that gray New Jersey Nets from the start of the 2000s, and I would have yeah. I'd have Kenyon Martin on the back. Mm. He was a that Kenyon Martin was a gangster. He was yeah. a goo dude. I love I love that neck tattoos, everything like that. Everything is still for it was just gangsters. Heck, yeah, I, I love that. But I'm gonna go with Dr. J on this one from like New York Nets time. Okay. And, you know what I'm talking about? Like the white, and then it has like a red stripe, and then a blue stripe with like stars on it. So that's that's like the ABA version. Yeah, from 75. Okay. It's not bad. Next up is the Orlando Magic. This one's – like this – the Orlando Magic jerseys are sick. Like remember when Shaq was on the Magic and – With Penny, had, yeah. Yeah, and it had that black Orlando Magic with the blue stripes. Yes. And, Orlando written on the front. I had Penny Hardaway for this one. Me too. Penny Hardaway, black with the white pinstripes. Yeah, it was dirty. You, uh, yeah, he had number one on his jersey. That's gangster. Yeah. I I was thinking either him or T Mac. T Mac yeah, also. Pe- but Penny though. Penny Penny but, is just so Orlando. I I would take Penny Orlando that jersey any day. There's no sure. doubt in my mind. Sure. Washington Wizards. Okay. So for this one, I went back a little while, a little, little while, back when they were the Bullets, and I got Earl Monroe, number 10, Bullets jersey. That's a long time ago. I (laughs) I was thinking um, the Wizards jerseys from when they were, when they had um, Gilbert Arenas, Antoine James, Ron Butler. Golden Block? uh, No, no, before that, when it was Blue. Oh, blue with like the weird. It was a weird logo. It was an actual wizard. A weird wizards logo. That yes. one. And I would have. Yeah, and then I would have Agent Zero on the back. Oh, you're going a little customized, eh? Yeah. Okay. I would. I would. I would put Arenas on it. But if I could put Agent Zero, I'd. That would be. That would be. That would be sick. Uh, I listened to a podcast with Karan Butler, and uh, it was funny, dude. Karan Butler, did you know that he used to drink? Almost a liter of uh, Mountain Dew before yeah. a game in his prime. Do you want to know a funny story about that, Karan Butler? Okay. So, Karan Butler 
and I, you're talking about the part of my take interview, yes, right? Yes, 100%. So, yeah. So Karan Butler, um, he throughout his career used to chew on straws, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember me doing it at like when we lived together, but like, you can ask my parents. You can ask Linz. I would chew straws like religiously always. Yeah. And I started doing that because Karam Butler used to do it when he was still with the Wizards. And I thought that was kind of cool. And I, I fidget a lot too. And that helped. So I started doing that. So I remember when I was trying out for like my high school basketball team, I would like come out in like a headband, even though I didn't need one. I had um, an Allen Iverson jersey and I had like a straw in my mouth that I would chew on. And I was. Oh, I wish I played you in high school. I wish I played you in high school. If I saw a straw in your mouth, somebody's going to give you like a CPR afterwards, like a J stroke, a Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> yeah, that's where um, it all started. Damn. That's, that's awesome, though. Like, of course, like, Crown Butler in his prime was really good. Yeah. Uh, he was really good. So, of course, you see something like that. And also, his, he was he didn't back down from nobody either. He was one of the tougher guys then. Yeah. Just, I remember him you know, going face-to-face with some of the best players in the league at that time. And if somebody pushed him or fouled him, he wouldn't back down. He'd step up to their face. So, I, yeah, dude, perfect guy to idolize. Mm-hmm. I, appre- I respect that. Yeah. What we got? What's the next team? You ready for a tough one? Okay. Charlotte Hornets. It's not tough. That's not tough at all. I, it's Larry Johnson. Yeah. I had Muggsy Bugs. Muggsy, yeah, either, either one of those two. The blue, but with the stripes. Yeah. 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 Either one of those two. Both are nice. But Larry Johnson was a gangster. Yeah. I, I, I like Muggsy Bugs because he was also a Raptor. Um, he's probably my size, too. So. I, did you know I'm, I've met Muggsy Bugs before? No, I didn't. Yeah, I met Muggsy so i went to a raptors camp when i was oh okay grade yeah. 11 yeah and then our team coach was mugsy bose so we were all split into like little teams teams yeah. of like six or seven for yeah. tournaments right yeah. and our team coach was this uh, female from montreal i forgot her name of course because she's no mugsy bose and mugsy bose yeah so okay. i remember trying to like play one-on-one right. but he was at the, he was just a little too old i might have busted his ankle you know i don't want to do mugsy like that were you taller than Muggsy when you were 11? I was taller than him, yes. Oh he was up God. to my shoulder. He was like 5'4", I think. Yeah, yeah he was sh- up to my shoulder then. Um, Chicago Bulls. Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan. The 23. Yeah. That, that or, be- or, or, or Scottie Pippen. If you want to be like a – or if you want to like be like a bougie – like I consider myself a little bougie. A little yeah. bougie fan, I'll get like Bill Winnington. How much is Because he's a Canadian legend. Let's not forget that. But also got rings with Michael. Isn't he your play-by-play guy now with Chuck Swirsky? Is he actually? Yeah, on the radio. I don't. Yeah, I don't listen to radio no more. No, no neither do I. I just know because <laughs> Chuck Swirsky. If I don't know if you remember him, but he was like the greatest voice in Raptors basketball history. Really? Yes. I, if you look up Chuck Swirsky, you would like the stuff you like his iconic, um, the things he said, it's legendary. Yeah. Yeah. So There's some he, voices, man. There's some voices with play by play guys. They have to have some of the best voices. So I believe you on that one. Yeah. And he left the Raptors to do a play by play in Chicago and Winnington is his 
the dude he does it with. Damn, that's actually Bill yeah. Wellington. I would Bill Wellington. If you're listening to this, I'm gonna like tag you so hard uh, <laughs> when we tweet this. I we want you on this pod, please. <laughs> Here we go. Fulfill my dreams. <laughs> um, the New York Knicks. Okay. Mm, Who do you have here? Like the blue and orange. Okay. I, I had Starks. Starks is nice. Starks is nice. But I have a Latrell Sprewell. That's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a. That would be sick. I like that. Latrell Sprewell was a gangster. I, I, like I would try to get his shoes too. Have you seen his shoes? Like his signature shoes? I don't think so. I might. They have, have rims on it. Spinning rims. Oh, that's sick. Oh, I think <laughs> that's so sick. Latrell Sprewell is like every 14-year-old boy just yeah. uh, who just had the opportunity to just create yeah. things. That is him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that guy was just like a straight-up baller. That was like the age of basketball where if you can just ball and put the ba- ball in the basket, like a- unconsciously, you're going to make it. You know, like – like Gilbert Arenas was that. Like Jamal Crawford. Like they couldn't do anything else, nothing. Yeah. But they could they just really get up from the ball in the net. <laughs> yeah, they just professional scorers. Yeah, kind of like me. Yeah, and Carrie Kittles. Um, <laughs> do not uh, remind me with Carrie Kittles as well. Okay, um, I'm a million times better than him. But go ahead. Okay, wrapping up the East, we got three more teams here: the Detroit Pistons. Okay, I mean this one's easy. Grant Hill. Really? Yeah. I had Jerry Stackhouse. I oh, Stackhouse is nice. Stackhouse, Stackhouse is nice. Oh, was, you're right. And he, he also won a G League Coach of the Year with the Raptor 905, led them to their first uh, G League championship. Oh, dude, I, I remember him um, calling for the box out. Legendary box out motion, but I don't know. Grant Hill, you know what I'm talking about? The jersey, it's the yeah. kind of like the flaming horse yeah. in the front. Yeah, yeah, I know. The what red jersey, yeah, I love yeah. that jersey. Yeah, and that's the same one I'm talking about just for Jerry Stackhouse. They played together. I know, but like Grant Hill, though, Grant Hill would have been some, he would have been insane if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, um, Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta oh. Hawks, uh, Dikembe Mutombo. Okay. I was thinking with the Atlanta Hawks, like the one with the hawk and red across the chest holding the basketball with his talents. That's yes. the one I'm thinking of. That's and, the exact one I'm thinking about, with the Mutombo. Yeah. And I would I would go with Dominique. I was thinking either Dominique or Spud Webb. Spud Webb is a sick jersey. Yeah. Very underappreciated. Kind of like a little Nate. Yeah. I think he was smaller than Nate. He was. Thinner than Nate. But was, he had hops. Yeah. He was Muggsy Bogue-sized. Um, yeah. Next up, Cleveland Cavaliers. Wow. I'd just go with a retro LeBron. Retro LeBron. Yeah. I'm going to go with our, uh, retro Zitronis Ilgaskis. just knew you were going to say that. I love Zitronis Ilgaskis. I don't know why. Because, okay, I used to be a Cleveland Cavalier fan before a Chicago Bull fan. Okay, I didn't know this. Why didn't I, I know? I don't know why you didn't know this because I was going through my. I told you this many times. You just don't listen to me. But I was going through like you know how Facebook uh, memories they're mm-hmm. on. So recently my memories popped up, and it was about when bull. Uh, no, Bulls were playing Cleveland in, in uh, the playoffs. Yeah. Right. 
so I read it was around this time. So it popped up on my memories on Facebook. And I was like, let's go Cleveland. Let's take these bulls down. I was like a big LeBron fan. And then LeBron broke my heart by leaving. And at that point, you know, I saw Tom Tibbs. I saw Rose and stuff like that. And I fell in love with that team. So I, I jumped on the Bulls train. And here I am. But, uh, terrible decision. I should have stuck with Cavaliers. But anyways. Uh, Were you a LeBron fan? I was a LeBron fan. Yeah. I was a big time LeBron fan before he broke my heart. But yeah. more than like I was, a, I loved Cleveland Cavaliers at that time. I remember like when Antoine Jameson was brought over, I was like, okay, this could actually mean something. We could go do something with Antoine Jameson this time because every year we get to the playoffs and we get knocked off. And yeah. Zdrunas Lukaska was one of the, was one of those guys. He was a big guy who kind of stretched the floor a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna take Zdrunas Lukaska's retro jersey, but like the red one. Dope. Okay. Yeah. See, let's move on here. Before we go on to the Western Conference, real quick, ballandroll.com, your best basketball content on the web, shop.ballandroll.com, the hottest basketball merch on the web. Go check that out. We're coming out with content every single day, even during this NBA hiatus. Okay, we're moving on to the Western Conference, Los Angeles. Let's, let's rapid fire these in because we got to hit the drafts after. I was, dude, I was just thinking because we're closing in on the hour mark. Do you want to just do this and push the draft for next week? Sounds good. That's actually a great idea because there's so much, especially 2005 drafts. You know, we got to talk a lot over here. There's Joey. No, there wasn't Joey. There was a, there's a few studs in there we got to talk about. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Um, anyways. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the draft where we talked where we took Charlie Villanueva and Joey Graham right before uh, draft. Uh, yeah. Oh, Joey Graham, that's right from Oklahoma State, played so, six seasons with the uh, in the league. Yeah, so Joey Graham, if I'm remembering correctly, he was taken right before Danny Granger. Danny, Danny Granger, and Charlie Villanueva was a lottery pick, like inside of ten. The draft he was at seven. Before Channing Fry, Andrew Bynum. Yeah. But I, uh, Joey Graham was taken right before Danny Green. Yeah. No, yeah. He, Joey Graham was 16th by the Raptors, and uh, Danny Granger was 17th by New Mexico. I mean, uh, Indiana, but he was from New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, the, I mean, like, okay, we got to save this for the next week because, I mean, David Lee was the steal of that draft. Yeah, he was um, 30th eight. overall. There we go. Um, okay, let's get back to the jerseys. Western Conference, Los Angeles yes, Lakers. Yes. We got. Oh, there's so many good ones here. Okay, um, let's see. You can go with the classic um, uh, Kobe or Johnson or anything like that, but I'm gonna go with Derek Fisher. <laughs> Magic Johnson. Yeah, like I was thinking Devin George or Rick Fox, but Rick Fox would be sick. But or I would get Lamar Odom. <laughs> Lamar Odom's a nice <laughs> one. Um, let's see. I would. Ah, how dare you disrespect? I, 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 like with me, I'm juggling between Kobe and Magic. I'm gonna go with Magic just because I have a Kobe Bryant jersey and I have a Kobe Bryant number eight jersey. I wouldn't get the number twenty-four. 
No, nah, you gotta get number eight. eight. You gotta get. You gotta feel like you knew him before, uh, before twenty four. Yeah, exactly. That's when the bandwagoners jumped on twenty four. Um, next up, next. Clippers. Okay, I went a little bit. Uh, I I jumped on the time machine for this one. I went back to the nineteen seventies and put Bob McAdoo on my jersey. I'm talking about like the Buffalo one, dude. The, the dude, baby dude. blue. Dude, like three weeks ago, you didn't even know who Bob McAdoo. I knew Bob McAdoo. Don't even, don't even go there because he. I had Bob McAdoo on my NBA my team. Okay, fair, fair. Okay, I wouldn't. I would just. Um, I would just go with uh with the old. Um, I'd take like a retro, um, Clippers jersey, but put Blake Griffin on it. Oh, okay, that's fair. I respect that. I think that, like, just an older version of the Clippers jersey. Like, the one that... Or, wait, no. I'll take that back. I'm going to get a Corey Maggette jersey. Corey Maggette! Yes! He was a gem on a bum team. Yeah, I'd either get Corey Maggette or Katina Mobley. But have you seen, like, the retro Buffalo uh, Buffalo jersey? Yeah, they're, like, blue. Like, baby yeah, like blue. Baby blue. That, I like that color. I don't like baby blue. I love baby blue. It's something you can wear to the beach. You know, if you want to go chill in a cabana, you can have that. There, I guess. You know, with a little fedora. What else about my mimosa? I guess. I, I would just take, like, the, that jersey from what Corey Maggette used to play. Well, like, the Elton Brand days, the Corey Kamen days. I would just take yeah. the Corey Maggette one. Um, Denver Nuggets. Oh, dude. Denver Nuggets, they had their retro jerseys, that uh, different colored ones, the rainbow yeah. one. Bowie one, yeah, that was sick. that one was sick. I would get Alex English. Alex English. I would get. I would probably get a Mellow jersey, but in that style. But like Mellow didn't play with that style, though. I know. You can't. You can't just customize it. You got to get a player from that era. Why not? Why? Why can't I customize? No, that's not how it works. If that's the case, I'll get Jimmy Butler with like a retro jersey. No, you gotta you gotta get a player from that era with who wore that jersey, who was part of that that jersey rotation, basically. Fine. Um, I mean, the um, new Nuggets jersey wasn't bad. Like when Melo played, that jersey was sick too. <laughs> J.R. Smith, Melo, Chauncey, Allen Iverson jersey. That would be like a little niche one over there. Fine. What's that dude's name? Oh my god, his nickname was Skywalker. You, um, ooh, ooh. Oh, he 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 has he, he scored like seventy points in one game once. He was going after the scoring title against um David. Uh, David Thompson. Sorry, David Thompson. Yeah, there we go. I'll go with him. Yeah, yeah. That was really good at dunking. Yes, and like he was a great scorer too. Like he scored seventy points once. But like scoring that time was just dunking though. But like he was very athletic. David Thompson was very athletic then. I, I yeah. Um, Utah Jazz. I would oh. get like purple one, like the purple one from the days when Carl Malone and uh, with like the icy, with the yes. ice like mountain kind of like a fish light. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> cool. Um, oh. Like I would get, I want to get a Darren Williams one of those. 
Why can't that? Stop. You can't. That's not how it works. You, you were completely disrupting the world. Okay, no. If it were that easy, sure. But, like, we like to challenge ourselves. Fine. Harm alone. But why can't I customize? Yeah, no, but that's... If that's the case, I'll get my name on that jersey every single time. It's kind of weird. What? What do you mean? You come into your basement and you see like frame jerseys from all thirty teams and cherry on every, on the back of them. That's kind of that's sound, that sounds kind of psychotic to me. Not gonna not lie. Really. Really cool. But okay, okay. So for and this I, one, yeah. I have like I mean, Carmelone or John Stockton would be the best pick because they did wear that jersey, that purple with the snowy peaks. If not, I want to get Andre Karolinko, but with the snowy peaks because he actually did play with that jersey on. Did he? Okay, I forgot, but I really want like the Darren Williams one. Whatever, Kirilenko's good too, though. AK forty-seven. Come on, of course he's good. That's a sick name. Uh, okay, well, next up is the OKC Thunder, and I guess Seattle SuperSonics. Oh, you got to go with the SuperSonics. Yeah, you have to. And I would pick Gary Payton. I guess Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp's great. That's yeah. a good one too. Like I, I think we. It's, I think we should get a uh, Sonics jersey, you and I. You get Gary Payton, I'll be Sean Kemp. That sounds like a sick bachelor party idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's oh, do it. Dude, bachelor dude, party, you, everyone wears retro jerseys. But, like, one team. And, like, whoever's the, whoever's the groom, he has, like, the best player's jersey on. Yeah, and then the best man wears the second best player, and then everybody else Usually wears the, point, the Yeah. So you're just going to leave the bumps to everybody else? Yeah, someone has to wear the Zadronis Lugoskis. <laughs> someone has to wear Jamaria Moon. <laughs> I mean, filthy jersey, though. Jamaria Moon was sick, though. I liked him. I liked I, him. He was, he was with the Raptors and Cleveland, right? I oh. think. Yeah, he was. Um, okay, next up, we got the Houston Rockets. Dude, this one. Ooh, you know what I'm talking about? Which jersey? Like the white one, but with the actual rocket on it? Yeah, and the pinstripes. Right. Yeah, that's my favorite vintage jersey of but all time. Which player? That's the question. The French guys. So I had a tie between Steve Francis and Charles Barkley. Okay. Barkley, Easily. Barkley, Barkley. That's like the jersey I want the most in my life. I want a Steve Francis. Old vintage Rockets jersey. That would That's be so sick. A franchise, yeah. I know what you mean. That's uh, a solid pick on your end. There we go. Dallas. Western Conference had some filthy jerseys. Yeah. And then speaking of the opposite, Dallas Mavericks. Ugly. Ugly. Jerseys. I mean, their dark blue jerseys were kind of okay. Like the plain dark blue. Mm-hmm. I would get one of those probably with uh, Jason Terry. The Jets. The Jet. Okay. I'd have to go with the green, but with Steve Nash. Okay. Sure. That works. Good Canadian boy. Yeah. So Barely Canadian, but sure. Yeah. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Dude, they had a filthy jersey. The Vancouver they had some Grizzlies. filthy jerseys there. Yeah. I'll get Sharif Abdul Rahim. Okay. That's what I'll uh, get. So, I'm going to take the Vancouver Grizzlies jersey. I'm going to get John Morant on it. And no, they, stop. No, wait, wait. But they wore the the Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys this I year. And John Morant, 
No, but like do the players from that era. Oh, fine. I'll do Pau Gasol. Yeah, they, they would go. But like, okay, the thing is that those guys wore the jersey. We gotta respect them and their era. Yes, but John Moran in that Vancouver Grizzlies jersey. That's oh, so it's, he, he looked good. Like it looked sick. Yeah. But um, yeah, Gasol is a great pick, That's and Paul too. But honestly, if you got Gasol on the, well, I guess the I, number. Well, I pick different. You pick Mark. Yeah, uh, Paul. Paul, great pick. Yeah. That's a solid pick. Um. Okay. Out of the playoffs now, we have a few more teams left. Portland Trail Blazers. I'm thinking about like the one with I don't even know what it is. You know, like that red and black one with the logo. I don't even know what the hell that was. Great. I love the descriptions. Like we're painting a mental picture for our audience right now. The the red and black one. I don't know what he's talking. Okay, if you like, if you look at the score app and you see the logo they have, that yeah, was yeah. the same logo on their jerseys. Yeah. Who would you take? No, but who's the player are you picking? Oh, I was gonna let you pick first. Okay, okay. I'm gonna get the black, but it had um, red and white, kind of horizontal in an angle uh, line that went through the uh, near the stomach. Uh, Blazers number twenty-two, uh, Clyde. Drexler. That's a good one. I'm going to go over Sheed Wallace. Sheed Wallace, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that one. Jail Blazers. Yeah. I was thinking either that one or Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen would have been sick. Wait, actually, no. Get rid of both of those. I'm going to go Darius Miles. Why? Dude, Darius Miles was so sick. (laughs) Dude. Do you, do you know who I'm talking about? I know who Darius Miles is. He was part of that team. This is sick. When he dunks, he does like the horn celebration. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was sick. Yeah. I'm going to go with Darius Miles. I have, man. Whatever makes you happy at the end of the day, I respect it. I am really happy. I'm going to go with Darius Miles. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans. They had a sick jersey, dude. Who do you have over here? Um, I'm going to go... Uh, I was thinking about doing the, uh, the like the light baby blue and yellow Nola jersey with uh, Peja Stojakovic on the back. Solid pick, dude. Peja Stojakovic, yes, one. I, I, that's a sick jersey. Either that, that is or, actually a sick jersey. I was thinking either that or Maurice Peterson. Okay, you were so good, but <laughs> Peja Stojakovic is a sick jersey. I'm all for that. Uh, but I would get the Peja Stojakovic, but they had this purple jersey as well. With the how about like bright NOLA in the front. Yeah, I kind of remember that. I yeah. get that. What will pay Yastoyakovich? Okay. So it's a, he was amazing. I love Paya. Um, wrapping up soon. We got yeah. the Sacramento Kings. White, <laughs> white chocolate in the black, like the the black Kingster. White chocolate. That's a good pick. When they faced off against the Lakers in the early. Yeah. I would get that one with white chocolate name on the back. So I would get that with either we- I would get that with Weber, or I would get like an old school uh, Kings jersey, but with Nate Archibald. That's a pretty good one. That's like that's sick. That would be a sick one. I was also thinking about one with like Doug Christie on the back. Yes. Yes. Would be sick. Um, okay, and like. A Mike Bibby one would be cool. Mike Bibby would be cool. Dude, Mike, uh, have you seen him now? Yeah, he's 
Dude, he's huge. My dude looks like a cinder block. Dude, he ain't he, got no curves. He's just one brick. And he, <laughs> and he created that basketball net thing, which you would think has been created like years before that. Nope. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about where you throw it and it just spits the basketball back to you? Oh, like the the curve thing in the bottom. Yeah. Like yeah, would, I know what you mean. I used to want one of those when I was younger. Yeah, but like it just shoots it out to you, which like you would think he, that one of those has been created like years ago, but apparently Mike Bibby has like his own product like that. Great, man. Bibby was great. Um, I love Phoenix, Phoenix yeah. Suns? Ooh. Right. San Antonio Spurs first. Ooh, okay, okay. Spurs? War, yeah, boring jerseys. Oh, the war jerseys? No, they're boring. Yeah, of course. They, you, they, as a team itself, they've always been very systematic, yeah. by the book, textbook. You know what I mean? But yeah. there are some players who you can get on it, which are like some sick names on the back, right? I, I would get uh, George Gervin, number 44, but like all black. Okay. Um, let's, I would get Robert Ory. Robert Ory. Big shot, Bob. I like you can get him. That's what I like. I, I was trying to see if there was a player who played for like a lot of teams, yeah. so I can just have that guy over and over again. But the maximum a player played for uh, play was twelve teams, so I couldn't do it. But Bob, big shot, Bob. Yes. Wait, was that twelve team guy? Was he? Was that Joe Smith? Yes, it was Joe Smith. There's a yeah. few other guys too. You see that Bas- walking basketball encyclopedia right oh. here? Yes, crown you the king. Uh, okay, moving on. Three more teams. Phoenix Suns. Thinking about like that purple one with like the basketball along the side with like the sun rays like coming Wait, out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who you got? Who? I got Jason Kidd. That's a good one. Jason Kidd, but um, I you the exact same thing. Like, but mine is black, black, but with a blue, a purple tint, uh, and then the exact same thing. It's like a uh, streak of a sun. Over the basketball, number thirty-two, Jason Kidd. Who you got? That's that's a good one. Um, I would go with Sean Marion, Matrix. Marion, Matrix. Yeah, that Suns team was nice though. Yeah, it was nasty. Either that or Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Yeah. Steve Nash was so much fun to watch. I just he was. He just like him as a personality was just so vanilla to me that I just don't want his jersey. You know. But the thing is that like he looks vanilla. He acts vanilla but he plays chocolate yeah <laughs> my yeah. dude was nice dude mm-hmm. um who you got next uh we got two more teams here minnesota timberwolves uh mm-hmm. the black yes Timberwolves jersey with like the green outlines outlines and then the timberwolves like that kind of like goosebumps type like the yeah. scary type oh yeah kevin garnett yes He's Kevin Garnett. That old guy was hype. Yeah. It's like the opposite of Steve Nash. Like, you got to get that because he's a dog. KG was a dog, man. I love it. Remember when KG, he started his uh, segment on uh, TNT yeah, where Eric, he had the cuss button? Yeah, Area 21. Area 21, exactly. Cuss button. So, like, I, yeah, that's just KG. He's just a dog. So, yeah. <laughs> and especially uh, with him uh, in Minnesota, was, it was someone else, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, ready to wrap it up? Last one. Yes, sir. So, Golden State Warriors. Oh, okay. Um, I got a good one for this. 
Okay, I'll, since you got a good one, I'll let you throw it down. I'll let you have the last one just because I feel oh. like you got to close it off with a good one. For me, I get either uh, – you know what? I'd get Baron Davis. Baron yeah. Davis jersey. That's what I would get. What would you get? I was going to get Baron Davis one. God, like the, I'm so sorry. I was going to get like the Believe Land Warriors from when they like upset the Dallas Mavericks from yeah. like, 12 years ago. Um, like the eight eight over one seed upset, like those like kind of orangey gray jerseys. Yes, yes. Um, I was gonna get Baron Davis. Um, you know what? I'll but, let you have Baron Davis. No, 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 no. I'll change it up. I can change it up. Who do you if got? It's not Baron Davis. I'll get Jason Richardson. Jay Ray. Yeah. But there's a better jersey over there. Latrell Sprewell, Stephen Jackson, Corey McGetty. I already had a court. Corey McGetty one. I like Corey McGetty. I love that last name. It's a sick last name. Corey McGetty played with the Warriors? Yeah, he played with the Warriors. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Let me just tell you when. He played 08 till 2010, where he averaged Mm -hmm. uh, how much? Two seasons, averaged 19.3 points. Uh, Yeah, assist doesn't really matter. He was just a scorer. He was a really good scorer. So I yeah, that. I knew I knew about the Clippers. Forgot about the Golden State Warriors. I knew he played right after the Clippers. He went to Golden State. Golden State. Yeah, I remember you went with Charlotte, like the Bobcats, briefly. I think they were the Bobcats back then. Yeah, yeah. So you went from Clippers, Warriors, Orlando, Milwaukee, Charlotte, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Damn, those those Bobcats yeah. back then were seven and fifty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, well, Drops teams, man. Yeah. So, Dude, anyway. 7 and 59. Yeah. Paul Silas was the coach. How do you do that? I'll tell you. You want to know the team? We'll All wrap right. it up. We're going to yeah. rest on this. So, but, like, they had DJ Augustine, didn't they? Oh, are you, are you looking at the roster right now? No, no. But, like, I'm not looking at the roster. But um, I remember they had DJ then. Yeah, they had DJ Augustine, they had Bismack Biombo, they had Derek Brown, don't remember who that was. Matt Carroll, sharpshooter, I remember him. Boris Diaw, uh, Desanya Diop, a young Gerald Henderson, and Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker was a rookie. Uh, they had Corey Higgins, I don't know who that is. Um, Corey McGetty, Jamario Moon, your Jamab- favorite. Yo. Uh, they had Byron Mullins, they had Eduardo Nahara, I remember him. I remember that, dude. Um, didn't know he played 11 years. Damn, that's longer than I thought he would have played. Tyrus Thomas, the dude you got for LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm-hmm. And, and then, yeah, then we got DJ White. Yeah. And then Reggie Williams. I guess, but, like, they had some decent players. No, this is not good. No, but they had some decent players. You have there has to be something else. Like Jamari Moon wasn't all that terrible. Corey Maggette, he Jamari was pretty decent. Huh? Jamari wasn't good. Jamari Moon wasn't terrible. He was okay. No, I don't. Uh, no, let's not say that. Jamari Moon, how many years did he play in the league? Uh, all together, two, four, five, six, seven, seven, seven years in the league, and his prime he averaged like eight points with Toronto per game. That's not bad. That's not terrible. I could list like five players off the top of my head who were worse than him. Sure. Yeah, I could too. But I mean, Corey Maggette was old now. Kemba yeah. Walker was just a rookie. Tyrus Thomas was like 
Let's see who was scoring on this team. Who's kind of getting in cl- closer to that weird stage of what the hell is this guy going to be now? Um, Dude, Kemba was averaging what? Like he started how many games? For twenty-five out of the sixty-six games, and he averaged like twelve points. Yeah, like um, Corey Maggette was averaging fifteen. Gerald Henderson was averaging fifteen. You ain't getting nowhere with Gerald Henderson and an old Corey Maggette averaging fifteen points apiece, leading. <laughs> That's all. I mean, you ain't wrong. Jamar Moon <laughs> averaging two points a game that year, dude. There's so many. There are more guys averaging under three points a game on this team than guys averaging over ten points. That's a lie. No, yeah. So no, no, guys, under three points. Yeah. So sorry, four guys um, average under three points, and four guys under average over ten points on this. Yeah, game. that's that's one to one ratio. Yeah, but I mean, if you take under four, five guys average more than. Under four and four guys average more than ten. That's not good. Well, not two five guys averaging more than nine. I feel like this was a well balanced team. There was it was a yin yang. Fine. Yeah. They well, <laughs> lacked a lot of basketball skills. Yeah. Also, Paul Silas was your coach. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. His record. Let's see his record. What's Paul Silas's record? He well first okay so he's only played all together let's see career wins three hundred and eighty seven career losses four hundred and eighty eight anyway yeah anyways dude that's that's our episode yeah this is it we we're gonna talk about the draft it didn't happen that's okay we'll talk about Joey Graham next week but oh, time to talk about Joey Graham oh yeah. Anyways, um, ballandroll.com, your place for the best basketball content on the web. Shop.ballandroll.com, your place for the hottest basketball merch on the web. We're going to be in quarantine forever, and you're going to be still listening to us. Until next week, peace. Peace.